It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Thursday again. Tell everybody to lock in, grab some popcorn, a drink, and go and throw your AirPods in. It's the one-hour show, constantly speaking facts. Bulletproof stats are always shooting from Matt. And when it comes to Kyle, you getting numbers and style. Jake is going to educate you. He has that knowledge on fire. Player, step your game up. Don't be sluggish or lazy. Or Jimmy J might hit you with a shaky baby. Catch him on YouTube or any podcast platform. Breaking all the news down like Shaq does the backboards. No hot takes. This is where the hottest debate's at. Now kick your feet up because it's time for straight facts. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back to Straight Facts, a sports show that educates and entertains. First, first and foremost, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, but before we get into it, of course, presented to you by the Upwalk Game Presents Network. Make sure you're following them on all social media and wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, Apple, YouTube. They do it all over there. But I'm here with my man, Jake Galley, for a special uh, Thanksgiving Day or, or Thanksgiving edition episode of Straight Facts. So, Jake, man, how you doing? Um, thankful that you could hop on here with me before we, you know, get to the holidays. We'll get a, a quick pod out of the way for the fans. But, man, how you doing? I'm doing great. As I mentioned, every, uh, I think last year, maybe every year we've done the podcast, the three Fs, food, family, and football. Never I mean, literally never undefeated. You can't, literally, you can't never pick lost. a better trio. Never lost. Never. Never. Never lost. All right. So, Jake and I decided to do this kind of episode for Thanksgiving. Uh, not not a traditional, you know, pick pick a lane and go through the stats. So we're we have three players or teams for each other, and you know when when we display these teams or players to each other, the other person has to tell them or tell us, tell everybody what that person is thankful for. Obviously, it's going to be a sports figure, going to be a notable one that everybody knows. But I think this will be fun, and we'll see if like you know we have the same ones for each other so you were, it was your idea your idea was a great one it's a good idea a little thanksgiving switch up so do you want to go first give me your first your first player yeah for sure and it'll be easy for us to line up i think mine i i have too many answers that could work 
for a couple of these. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you brownie points um, if you get the one, the specific ones that okay. I have. But uh, I have a few in my head. I know so, you and I know all of yours are going to have – there's some hidden – there's there's a hidden agenda reason. Uh, you have an angle for, for wanting them to be thankful for these certain things. So I can't I can't wait till that part comes out. Um, yeah, it's uh, obviously I'm I'm a little odd and difficult. You know how I have to be. So we'll start with in the in the NBA. Uh, our guy Donovan Mitchell. We've talked at length at length about the Cavaliers, his role on the Cavs, where their ceiling is, um, and I think that obviously not being in Utah, that right off the bat, you could check that off. Well, that's a no, given. No longer yeah, that's, that, that's a given. Utah. I can't even. I can't even like say that. That's a given. We can't. Right. We can't even consider that. Yeah. Um. But what do you think he should be thankful for? It's it's funny because this kind of goes in line with not being in Utah, but I think Donovan Mitchell should be thankful for the combination of Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. He should be thankful for his new big men because. He doesn't have to watch one singular big man that he knows can't really defend the paint, can't really impose his will, can't really impact the game from the inside, get bullied on a night-to-night basis by pretty much every notable big man in the league that comes to town. Now he sees these two young spry cats on the inside and the combination of them two from the offensive skill of Evan Mobley to the defense rebounding shot blocking skill of Jared Allen mixed in with some highlight real offensive plays. You see Jared Allen get to the bucket, get to the cup sometimes. I think he's just got to be watching that and be like, my goodness, thank God that this, these are my big men and look how it impacts winning the Cavs sitting at the top of the Eastern conference. And look, the jazz sat at top of the West too. They won regular season games, but this has got a new juice to it. And I think that D Mitch has to be most thankful for that combination. Is that, I mean, it had to be something about not having Rudy Gobert anymore. You so nailed I, it. No, you, you <laughs> nailed it. I was actually going to try and warp um, it into a Rudy Gobert shot. That yeah. is one of the reasons if you were to say Danny Ainge, because he got me out of there from Rudy Gobert and out of Utah, that's one of the ancillary answers. But no, the answer that I was thinking of was his two big men in Allen and Mobley. And I have some stats to back it up from Kevin O'Connor earlier today. The most efficient pick-and-roll duos in the NBA per second spectrum stats. Number one in the NBA points per play on pick-and-roll is Donovan Mitchell and Jarrett Allen, 1.34 points per play. The number five pick-and-roll duo in the NBA, Donovan Mitchell Evan Mobley, 1.18 points per play. Wow. So you hit so you, it on the you head. Mean, you mean a big man that when he comes off the screen, you give the ball to him, has an ability to do something with it? Wow, look what happens when you give D-Mitch that. He becomes the best pick-and-roll combo twice in the league. And, and you know the top five. You know, it's funny is you could honestly make the case that maybe he should thank he should be thankful for his time with Rudy Gobert because at least in Jared Allen's case, it teaches you how to play – with that big and and the inverse of this is true too. By the way, if I were to say what is Jared Allen and Evan uh, Mobley the most thankful for, the answer should be Donovan Mitchell because true. things can get scary when you're a big man like Jared Allen and you don't have someone conducting the offense for you and you get your hands on the ball and you're just back to the basket. When you're a guy like Jared Allen, that could be scary. That's so right. I mean, they they did have Darius Garland, who to be true. fair wasn't going to make them a, a title contender, but had things. You know, fun and interesting, and, and on the upward trajectory for Cleveland. So it's not that I have anything, but they should still, for the the spot that they're in now, 
absolutely be thankful for Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I'll keep it in the NBA realm for you. Um, and I'll give you this one. A guy who I've been critical of. I don't know. Not, it's crazy that not more people are critical of this guy, and I don't understand. Kawhi Leonard from the Los Angeles finally made his season debut a few nights ago. Has since played, what, two to three games? Hasn't made any crazy impact. We're waiting for the, the big comeback game. But his presence is felt. He's there now. But what should or who should Kawhi Leonard be thankful for? I personally, there's a couple good answers here that I could have came up with. I, I think my answer would be he should be thankful for the 2019 NBA Finals run that he went on. Where they were literally calling him, like Kendrick Perkins is saying, was calling him like the next coming of Michael Jordan. He looks like Michael Jordan. He makes the shot against Philly. He's incredible. They end up winning. It adds to his legacy. There were talks after that postseason that Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA, right? So let's pretend that never happened. How do people talk about Kawhi Leonard? Everything else still going on. He's fleeing teams. He's sitting out games for load management. Let's say he never wins a title. Way different conversation going on about Kawhi Leonard. So I'm going to say it's that playoff run he should be thankful for. And, and maybe he should be more thankful for that, in my opinion. The fact that he went on one before that and was the defensive reason they won that series. There were seldom people who could ever strike fear in LeBron James's heart, and for some reason, a rookie Kawhi Leonard checking into the game did that. So he already took, you know, had had been a crucial part of a Finals run before and made his impact. But I I hear you, that bought him good graces to do that. But what the person who bought him even more good graces to do that, and he who he should be thankful for is Paul George. Kawhi Leonard should be thankful that Paul George has more than kept this ship afloat until he's gotten back. Because it's not as glaring that he's out when Paul George is doing the things that he's doing, taking them to Western Conference Finals, taking them to seven games in the second round, you know, having memorable playoff performances, you know, you know, having these these really big games in, in Kawhi's absence. I think if the Clippers are bad, if they're struggling, I don't think many people blame Paul George because he came to the Clippers to be the number two. So I wouldn't have put crazy blame on Paul George. And if the Clippers stunk, maybe. But if they were, you know, getting bounced in the first round or just missing the playoffs, I could be like, hey, my my blame would go on Kawhi for not doing everything he could to be back on the floor, which he's never done in his career. Yeah, it's a so little st- should be thankful for Paul George. It's staggering. Like I think when you and Matt, I think I, we, we were making a joke about like Kawhi Leonard last week, and it dawned on me that he hadn't been hadn't playing. Played. He had not played. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And no, still not thing, playing. But that's what infuriates me because nobody talks about that. Exactly. Like, well, like he gets he, he gets this little pass. I don't know why he gets this pass. The reason and anybody else, when Aunt Dave just wanted to play 25 minutes a game when he was on the trade block, people got so mad at him. Anybody else tries to sit, people get so mad at them. Kawhi's done it for years. It's because of his demeanor. If he was more like outgoing and more outspoken, he would get more attention. So now he's, he's in LA anyway, flies yeah, under the radar. Yeah. He's out of sight. He's out of sight, out of mind for sure. All right, your second one. Yep. So this is one uh, always in the news. Um, and he's another person who's not as outspoken. Uh, but Bill Belichick, we know him. Some love him. Some hate him. LaShawn McCoy hates him. Called him a good coach, not a great coach. Um, but I, I have someone who 
uh, or I won't give it away. I have someone who Bill Belichick should be thankful for. Who do you believe that is? That this is a, a really tough one because I'm not gonna sit here. No one's gonna sit here and say you should be thankful for Tom Brady because that's you know very obvious. And the inverse of that is Tom Brady should probably just as be just as thankful for him if Bill Belichick should be thankful for Tom Brady. But you know, once you go past that, it's like who who has Bill Belichick like needed? <laughs> you know, like after after Tom, it's like. Who 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 has and I'm like I'm still struggling. I've had this list, you know, pro back to current. I've had this list for a couple hours, and I'm like, who who besides Tom Brady should Bill Belichick ever be thankful for? You might have to give me like a hint. Attention, all wrestling aficionados! Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, it's 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 a little tricky. It's a group of people, and that group changes from year to year. 
Interesting. I think <laughs> knowing you, I'm only answering like this because you are you are saying this. Like, like I'm trying to think of uh, your answer. Um, to me, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give the straight up one. Bill Belichick should be thankful for like defensive units. He should be thankful for the side of the the ball that he gets to coach because. I think it's it's known that Tom Brady and you know a little bit of Josh McDaniels was the offensive minds or were the offensive minds in those New England years that they're winning Super Bowls and rattling off championships. His you know his his responsibility, his stamp was on the defense. That's what he, that's what he gets to bring to the table. He should be thankful for the fact and he said he's one of the best if not the best ever at doing it. So not that this is no slight to him. But he should be thankful for the fact that he gets a, a whole side of the football that he can influence, that that he that can win him football games. Because if not that, then I don't think he would have any kind of like to stand on to be 50-50 in the who's more responsible, Brady or Belichick. Mm. You have to give him that much prowess because of the game plan, because of the defensive performances. You have to give you have to give him credit for all of that. You can't give any of that to Tom. You can't give any of that to Josh McDaniels. So that's what he should be thankful for. That's not a bad answer. I mean, he's produced some really good units over the years with a lot of really solid players. Um, obviously won them a couple of championships, uh, to say not, the least. But it's, but it's not who? That, who that's who, not who the answer. It is someone who we discussed um, on this podcast last week, past couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> he should be thankful for a group of people. And this is You're, over his entire career. Um, a position group. A backup quarterbacks. Be... Backup quarterbacks. Oh, you know what? It's basically the same thing. I was going to say the New York Jets quarterback room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, specifically the New York Jets quarterback room. I was watching yeah. that game last week. For those who didn't see, it was tied 3-3 with 20 seconds left. The uh, About 20 seconds left. The Patriots get a kick uh, or a punt to them. They take it back for a touchdown. They win the game. Zach Wilson should not be an NFL starting quarterback. Yeah, no, and the tough. thing is, it's really tough. And I don't have the full list here in front of me. I'm sure some poor, unfortunate souls who follow this team as their favorite team could tell you. But go back through Bill Belichick's entire career in New England. This is someone who he's playing twice a year. Mark Sanchez, Mark Sanchez has got to be the toughest one. Right? He's one of the best. Right. Chad Pennington and Mark yeah. Sanchez are just your, like, compared to, the Jets, who have to play Tom Brady for 20 years, uh, you get to play, take your pick of uh, Mike White, Joe Flacco, Zach Wilson. Like, not to say, look, Bill Belichick deserves all the accolades, all the awards, all the praise he's gotten for his success. But we'll be thankful. Nah, you'd be sad thankful that you get the Jets to run out whoever they're running out twice a year against your football team is all that I have to say about that. That's funny. And you know what's crazy is Zach Wilson was my answer for your next your next person that you're going to ask me. So now I got to think of the, ne the next one you're going to ask me. But all right, staying right with that, one of mine that I had to ask you is the New York Jets. Hmm. Who, who do the Jets or what do the Jets have to be thankful for this is a tough one um i mean there's some obvious like overarching answers because of the season that they've had you would say the defense and when i think deeper about that i think about who put together this defense and it comes to their general manager joe douglas obviously picking sauce gardner um quinn and williams on the inside 
he acquired a lot of big pieces, CJ Mosley. Um, yeah. So I mean, you, you go up and down that list of the defense that is, you know, putting them right in it with, with a lot of really competitive teams and you look up and down and you see, and, and honestly, it's a little bit of a cop out because ultimately, like if we're attributing the, an entire team's success, of course it's going to come back to the general manager because he had uh, a big hand in putting the roster together. Every general manager does. But, um, you know, going further, just what they will be thankful for maybe, I think is still Joe Douglas because I think he he can prove, and, and he did prove in his time with the Eagles, that he can not only put together a successful team, but then also sustain that. So, um, maybe not the answer that you chose, but that's the answer that I think I, I'm coming to. No, and, and that's a good one. You gave the straight up one too. And you have to, you know, it's it's more than just what he's done on the defensive side of the ball. You said, you know, Garrett Wilson, uh, Brees Hall, who was having a breakout season before he got injured. He'll be back next year. But the big blunder is the one that you're screaming about. You talk about all, you know what I mean? Joe Douglas did so great this. Joe Douglas did. But well, what about the franchise quarterback that's supposed to put it all together? And that was, and that's the last one. That's the latest one besides Brees Hall and they Sauce Gardner. Like that's that's the big one. They didn't get that one right in Philly either. Remember, he won. He was the one who that's gave true. Carson all Howie, the money. Yeah, him and Howie. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, no, because that it seems that the Jets have swung and missed badly on their on their draft pick. I think they should be thankful for how the Baltimore Ravens are handling Lamar Jackson. Because I don't think the Jets had another plan at going to get it. Zach Wilson was the answer. Zach Wilson was, okay, final final piece of the puzzle. Let's go get the talented quarterback with the young core and go put it all together. That guy stinks. That guy, that guy is bad. And I've defended him a couple of times, and I'm really ashamed of it because the the, the exact play that you pointed out, Last week against New England is that is the straw that breaks it all. But there's a silver lining in the fact that the Baltimore Ravens, for some reason, do not want to pay Lamar Jackson. And if I'm Lamar Jackson, of the handful of teams that make sense for me to go to, I think the Jets should be high up on it. Very high up on it. So I think they they should be counting their lucky stars that they're, they're... is an outside chance that Lamar leaves the Ravens. And if he does, they should be first in line for the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. Yeah. And I think, I'm not sure if you saw, there was an article that came out today with some reporting around basically potential collusion going on with Lamar Jackson and the NFL owners um, and, and something to do with guaranteed money. Um, All the owners basically, you know, coming to agreements and saying, Hey, look, we're not going to give any, you're not going to give anyone any guaranteed, fully guaranteed contracts, right? Okay. No, neither am I. And then that way it it never is brought up. So if you do want to be the one that kind of steps out, breaks out and say, Hey, Lamar, we'll give you two fifty million and it's fully guaranteed. And and look what happens to the jets. Look what Lamar, look what Lamar is doing with who he has right now. Yeah. Isaiah likely is his wide receiver and tight end one. That's tough. Now, now give him Garrett Wilson and company. Right. Give him, give him a healthy Brees Hall to go along with with how he can already bring a great running game to that offense. Yeah, I mean, and it's New York, obviously. So, like, the ratings Mark. and the and the importance and the spotlight and everything involved with what that move would mean. Like, I'm rooting personally. I'm rooting for it for something. I mean, I think I, it would be I, great. A, we both a defense for that's NFL, top of the NFL, charts and turnovers too. Give him the ball back a couple more yep. times. Like, come on, man. Yep. All the yep. things that he's been clamoring for in Baltimore, he'd have in New York. Yep. 
Um, that kind of clamoring kind of ties into my last one. Uh, my last thankful person that should people group of people who should be thankful. And that's the Buffalo bills. Um, great football team. Great, great uh, football city. Who do the bills have to be thankful for? It's funny because right before this, my answer was Zach Wilson. And I'll tell you why my answer was Zach Wilson. Because if Zach Wilson is any kind of a competent quarterback, the Bills are third place in AFC East. That's actually it, that bad. You know what? I, I have my answer, but that may be a better answer. If actually. Zach Wilson, they should have two obvious wins against the Patriots. There's probably more if I scrape back a couple more that they should have. Yeah. Because Zach Wilson can't win football games. Those two Patriots losses are stains on the resume. And if and if that if if that doesn't happen and the Bills fumble these last two games like they have, guess where they that's where they are. <gasps> the second wild card team. <laughs> like it's you That'd know what I mean? Up. It'd be yeah. messed up. But that division is bonkers right now. No, it's a really good point. The Bills have looked a little shaky with after Allen, you know, hurt his elbow, that offense yeah. has not been the same supercharged offense. Um and, and you know, one of the reasons that the offense may have been a little off kilter this week um, is because there was obviously the big snowstorm. They had to go and flee to Detroit, who was away, and they played in the stadium with the yeah. Dome. All right, um, but hold on. Don't don't give your – you can finish your point, but don't – I still want to guess what yours would have Oh, I thought – I thought – okay, go ahead. No, 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 no. Were you about to go into it? No, go ahead. Okay, okay. Um, Because I – I don't know. It's funny because that's – Zach Wilson would have been my guess. I think here's an outside one. Ready? I think the Bills should be thankful. I don't know. It's going to be a tough sell. But I think the Bills should be thankful for Mother Nature. Mm. The Bills should be thankful the fact that she put down six feet of snow for them so they could go play in a dome. So they could go play in perfect conditions. So they could go get it right. So they could go get a win. And they go back to the same place on Thanksgiving, it beat up on one of the worst teams in the NFL. I think Mother, I think the Bills should be thankful for snowstorms and the fact that the last game not was in negative 20 and in snow, but was in a 70-degree room temperature-controlled dome. So you you kind of got it right. You almost yeah. got it. It's ba- you're, you're, I'll give you half points for it because, in my opinion... This snowstorm illuminated to me what the Bills should really be thankful for. And that is the type of person that lives in Buffalo and doesn't care about the cold. Because let me tell you what. If you put a $1.4 billion stadium on the tab of taxpayers, and then all I want to do is go watch the football team that I'm paying for their new stadium... And they say, oh, okay, yeah. Here, have a seat on the bleachers where you will get dumped on by five feet of snow. (laughs) Thanks for coming to the game. Oh, we're building a new stadium. Oh, well, does it have a roof on it at least? Yeah. Oh, no, there's no roof on the new stadium either. Why? I don't know. Yeah. If I was a fan, I would be like, hey, where are the owners sitting? Are they sitting where there's an exposed to snow area in Buffalo? So, like, anyways. But But your taxes just went up this year to afford this new stadium. Exactly. I would be pissed. And I think also, like, Beyond the fan experience, 
you have a super high powered passing offense, arguably a top two, you know, passing offense in the league. Protect mm. it. Get the dome. Put it in yeah. the dome. It's, I, it's I, every NFL team should have a dome. I've I've said that. Maybe not every NFL team. Uh, there's some it. even even some even some mildly cold weather. Like I don't think Washington needs to get a dome. And it'd be getting cold in Washington. If it don't snow on a regular basis, everything above Pennsylvania need a dome. I just we're in. We're talking about the NFL in 2022. We're talking about yeah. honestly. I don't know how much money is is all tied into everything around the NFL. I mean, look, you can't lot. look. You you can't look at me and be like, "Hey, why aren't we playing today?" Ah, the weather. Like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> no, it's 2022. Come on. Yeah, it's time to get a dome. I just think it's wild that they're like you're gonna pay billions and billions of dollars. It's gonna be like the third most expensive stadium in the NFL. And there wasn't room in the budget for a roof. If I'm Josh Allen, I'd pay for the roof myself. Seriously. I'd pay for it. How, how much to throw some glass up there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it can be see-through if you want to put the light in. But you know, how much? How much to throw the convertible oh, in there? All right. My last one, and I thought you were gonna do this to me, and I'm surprised you didn't. But I'm gonna make you kind of vouch for your enemy here, speak for your enemy. And my last one is Dak Prescott. Who of of the the Cowboys who absolutely just mangled the Vikings this weekend put them back into Kent, you know, contender talk for a lot of people. Who or what should Dak Prescott be thankful for? Yeah, that was and remember, we're like, we'll see after the Buffalo and the Dallas game how we talk about Minnesota. And granted, they won the Buffalo game, but we did yeah. not expect and, them and, to do and, that. In complete opposite fashion in which they lost. <laughs> this is a reset. It's like, yeah. okay, all the goodwill we bought, and it's yeah. gone. We lost. Yeah, it's funny because we're like, where will they be? And after two weeks, you're like, oh, right exactly where they started. They did, <laughs> they they did anything to us. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. And I think there's a lot of different people. Um, and I, I again, I don't want to be um, too much of a cop-out artist here. But I think the clear answer to me is the one person who has always, always, always had Dax back, has always – given Dak the resources that he needs to succeed. And he is uh, getting a little long in the tooth, but he's still kicking it around. Jerry Jones is my answer. He really? signed Zeke. Granted, the Amari thing didn't happen, but he drafted exclusively offensive, reaching for offensive linemen to build this team. And maybe you can say that's more Zeke than anything else, but they they take C.D. Lamb. You know, they, they uh, I don't believe they signed Dalton Schultz, but I would imagine they end up retaining Dalton Schultz They've done a lot of stuff. They didn't. And remember, like when Carson Wentz got hurt, he was the franchise quarterback. The Eagles brought someone else in, had success, and Carson Wentz was gone. Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott had a couple times where he's been out with injury. Obviously, you don't expect him to be replaced, but they have, they've never, it's always been Dak's team. Cooper Rush goes to six and one or whatever he was. It's still Dak's team. Um, and I just think that the, the, the aura they built around the Cowboys is that, it, hey, look, Dak is our guy, and it's never wavered, has never wavered. So I'll say Jerry Jones. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I would never in a million years think you'd go Jerry Jones, especially after the, the contract battles and disputes they've had. But I mean, for what it's worth, even when asked, even during those contract disputes, when asked, you know, how do you feel about Dak? It seemed pretty consistent that Jerry Jones was like, Dak is our quarterback. You know, he's got to agree on the number. It's business. Yeah. yeah, it's business. But Dak is, I, you know, I want Dak to stay in Dallas. But I, that's the cop out answer is the one I'm going to give. That brother should be thankful for Cooper Rush, man. Mm. That that he should be thankful for the job that Cooper Rush did, and I'm sure he is. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm sure I'm not telling Dak something he doesn't know or something that someone. I'm sure he's expressed gratitude for what Cooper Rush has done because the Eagles went undefeated. The Giants went six and two, seven and two, in his absence. He would have to come back from an uphill battle that I'm not sure Dak Prescott was ready to fight. I'm not sure Dak was ready to come back four and five, three and six with 
two of the top four teams in the conference in his division and then be asked by Jerry Jones, no, 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 still go take us to the playoffs. So you're ready now? Because we need you. Go take us to the playoffs and be expected to do that. No, he came back with only two or three losses under his belt, right in pace with all those teams I just talked about. Yeah, and you know, and, and, I, and what's it, most impressive to me is just that, like, I, I didn't after even after you know Cooper Rush, he performed the way he did with the offense. It was fine. Uh, Dak comes back, and it, it's not like there was the biggest jump in terms of like, oh, they're they're a powerhouse now. They became better, and then this was the first game where really it stuck out like uh, the Cowboys are a, a, might be a problem. A problem. Yeah, I mean, when Cooper Rush was in, he d- I mean, he did very well in any back. What I would ask any cor- backup quarterback to do is you're not here. Like, it's different because you always want a guy to, to prove that, you know, he can he can be a starter in the league if, if that's what his ability shows. But – what what you what all I'm asking you to do, especially when I have a good team around you, is keep this thing afloat until Star QB comes back. You're gonna have your shining moments, you know. You're gonna have your good plays. I'm sure those are gonna shine through. But Cooper Rush allowed the rest of the Cowboys to look really good and still win games in Dak's absence. So I think there was a a known consensus that when Dak comes back, this team should contend not we need Dak to come back for this team to contend but when Dak comes back that should be the piece to allow everything to go for us to go and and actually try to make noise and win a Super Bowl and I think the expectation piece is a really good point because again the 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 environment they've set up that hey really no matter Cooper Rush I don't know if he could have done anything more to like prove that he is a good quarterback in this league Mm -hmm. in that time frame you know what I'm saying and Regardless of that, going into all that that stretch where Dak was out, he knows, look, no matter how bad or how good I am, after this time a lot, uh, it's going to be Dak's team again. Yeah. Um, and I think having that understanding allows him to play a little freer, I would imagine, knowing that like... Yeah, you know why the cage bird sings? It, 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 it's yeah. not like Sam Darnold, where he's going to be super nervous playing this next week, starting for the first time all year, like... This is my chance. If I really knock it out of the park, I'm going to be back as the starter. Like, it's not like that for Cooper Rush. So I think that helps. Uh, and, you know, it, it is, as an Eagles fan, very disappointing to wait, look up. We're 9-1. and one, Everything's gone right. And there's no sizable gap in the division. No, you got both. both The Cowboys, who you thought could be in your rear view, but the Giants, who you didn't yeah. think, not this year, were going to be in your rear view, but are still right behind it. But just to tie it all together, I don't think that's possible, or it's not possible. Without the job that Cooper Rush did, Dak should be thankful for that. And should be thankful for the fact that, just to bring your last point into it too, that Cooper Rush had an understanding that this is your team when you get back. Like yeah. this isn't a Jimmy Garoppolo situation where I might get my job back or a, a Sam Darnold or Baker, man, whatever, a situation where it's like, oh, I'm coming to take your job. Jalen Hurts situation where I'm right. coming to take your job. This is a, you know, keep keep everything running until Pop get home. Cooper Easy enough. That. Yeah, Cooper did that. All right, man. We're almost out of time for this episode of Straight Facts, the Thanksgiving edition. We thank everybody um, for, you know, spending your, your holiday time off with us for a little bit. But, Jake, especially at the buzzer, too, um, just to frame it, we will give, you know, you can give one either sports thing or not sports thing or maybe both that you're thankful for as we ride out. So what are you thankful for in this this Thanksgiving season? Um, So, obviously, like, 
family, friends, uh, acquaintances, loved ones. Those yeah, those 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 are ba- givens. Bang. Givens. Givens. Um, I actually want to shout out and, and give my appreciation to one of my mentors in my professional life, uh, Matt Volk. He is mm-hmm. the VP of Sports at Odyssey. Um, James, you do some work for them as well. Not sure if yes, you sir. saw. Uh, I woke up. I, I got. I had a little bit of a Woj bomb experience. Um, I'm waking up onto my Twitter feed uh, before our our uh, biweekly meeting and seeing Matt Volk's face on my Twitter feed uh, that he was he was going to be leaving the company. Spoke with him about it. Um, literally, the media beat him to announcing it, which is like crazy. Which is where you know you big time. Which is um, where you know you big time. Yeah, I mean definitely. I mean a few of the, my coworkers' faces who are going to be replacing him. But just want to say like past year has been kind of crazy for me uh stepping up into a management role at work has been very stressful he's made it easy he's made it very clear um and has built some great things over on the BeckQL network 2400 sports um so i just want to say i'm thankful for like that whole his his mentorship man i can promise you i would not be where i'm at uh in my career without it so shout out to my man matt volk um and yeah and then sports wise thank god for the eagles thank goodness for the Philadelphia Eagles because if not my life would be consumed by sorrow from the failures of the Phillies not really a failure by the Phillies but the failures of the Sixers which may only get worse and worse here I'm yeah hey gonna oh, avoid man. it for now bro I should have put I should have put as one of my people Ben mm. Simmons because that's what, like what like what there's no way the basketball guides are on that brother's side like that there's no way because it out, nah, it's got to even itself out y'all are gonna play the the nets in the playoffs or something because there's no way or 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 the nets come back to philly one other time right like in march or something i think i think they might that's it's been, be, so james james there's no ben way simmons will not be playing in that game if there's oh, another like date where he has to face off against Embiid and he can already check the box so that he played in the I've already played here. Yeah. He's the box checker, dude. He's yeah, I did crazy. my minimum. Y'all, y'all, it. y'all, y'all are gonna play the Nets in the playoffs or something, because there's no way the basketball gods let him get away with that. There's just no way. Yeah, they can't let that one slide. But like, you know what? Let him think that he's confident until he sees a wide open basket standing at six foot ten with no one in front of him in the playoffs. We'll see how confident mm-hmm. he is. That's funny. Um, all right, so obviously for my non-sports related, it's you know all of all of the above: family, friends, um, you know, health, wellness, and and you know, prosperity, all that. Loved all of all my loved ones, but I think I have to be most thankful for support. I have to be most thankful for the people who have kind of been there for me. You talked about a, a person in the you know in particular, and I'm just thinking of all the different avenues in which I've grown. In the past year or two, there's a lot of people to name from Mike Samsel at, at Westchester um, to Jake Witten at Villanova um, to DJ 007 at Villanova. Shout out Double O. And the list, list goes on and on to LeVar Arrington at, you know, at Up On I'm Game. I'm thankful for LeVar and Up On Game too. Yeah, let, yeah, let me yeah. state that. We are yeah. thankful for them. Thank, thankful for them, first and foremost. Like, And, and he, they all go in the line of, of the support. My, my parents... Um, you know, who have just kind of supported the journey of the, you know, crazy that's been navigation through the sports media, all of my friends who kind of tune into everything that I do, whether it's this podcast or, you know, stuff I do at Nova. So, but just support, man, like it, I don't know about you, but I'm sure you can echo this sentiment that support never doesn't mean the world. Like when someone reaches out to me and they're like, you know, 
keep doing what you're doing. We're, you know, we see everything we're doing, you know, congratulations is whatever encouraging words they have for me. Like that never falls on deaf ears. And that never doesn't like brighten my day every single time. No matter who you are, really. My closest of friends, someone I haven't talked to in years, to everyone in between, like, I'm so thankful for, you know, one, that means you watched whatever I put out there, which is first and foremost, thank you. And you had the kind of good graces enough to, like, tell me and reach out to me. Like, that means a lot. So I'm thankful for that. And then sports-wise, there's also, like, a lot of things I can be thankful for. But I'm thankful for Bryce Harper, man. Mm. Like, I am thankful for that brother, Bryce Harper, because he gave or he helped give, I think, the city of Philadelphia, like, something that they've been starving for. And that's, like, contending Phillies baseball. Like, Philly loves baseball, man. Like, it's a great, you know, sports city all the way around. But there's a buzz in in Philly when the, the Phillies are good. And Bryce Harper has been every worth of that, right? worth every penny of that $330 million investment. And, you, you know, the largest contract the city of Philadelphia has ever seen for a player. So it's, you know, it's nerve wracking when you give somebody that and then the Phillies don't make the playoffs for the first two years, first three years he's here. And then he wins an MVP. And then we go to the playoffs and he's the best performer in the MLB in the playoffs in that stretch. And you're like, wow, look, look at, look at the best player on the planet shining when it matters most for our team. Yeah. In the Phillies uniform. It does. It's just, it's different. And in red and white pinstripes. How about that? So very thankful for that brother, that brother Bryce Harper. Everybody knows I'm thankful for Tom Brady. He brought me a Super Bowl. Last year, if you would have asked me this, I would have said that's who I'm thankful for. But, you know, we got some ways to go. But that's all the time we have for this Thanksgiving episode of Straight Facts Podcast. Again, shout out to the Upper Gate Presents Network, LeVar Arrington, Plexico Burris, and TJ Hushmanzada. Make sure you're following them, like, and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts from them so you can get all the content from that great outlet there. Shout out to our guy, Stat Matt Robinson, who will get work. Who we'll get who he's thankful for when he comes back, but he wasn't able to join us tonight. And of course, shout out to my guy, Jake Galley. I'm James Jackson. These have been the facts. Straight up. It's Freddie Prince Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.